Another Way to Play, episode 36. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Matthew Baldsell, host of the Real Estate Journeys, the podcast. And if you want to learn to make the next chapter of your life better than the last, then you should be listening to Another Way to Play with my buddy, Hans Scruzina. Welcome to Another Way to Play, your wake-up call to finally make a difference by creating a life defined by freedom. This is about entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and industry professionals that have left the 9-to-5 rat race behind by taking that personal leap from where they were to where they want to be. It's time to stop going through the motions, stop hitting the snooze button on your life, and get the insight and inspiration to make the next chapter of your life better than your last. This is Another Way to Play with your host, Hans Struzina. This is Another Way to Play. I am your host, Hans Struzina, and I believe that if you trade hours for dollars, you will never achieve true freedom in your life. Today's guest is someone who I've been really just chomping at the bit to get on the show for quite some time. Uh, From the first time he and I connected uh, via phone and, and originally by Facebook, I knew that he was someone that I really wanted to get to know better and ultimately bring on the show to share with you guys. It's not just because he lives in one of my favorite cities and the home of my favorite Thai dish called soy, uh, which is, of course, Chiang Mai, Thailand, um, but it's because he's built a real estate career, uh, a real estate-related podcast, and a real estate portfolio back here in the United States from Thailand. Uh, He's also gotten married, has a kid on the way, and uh, has totally pivoted his life in a really interesting way, which we get into in the show. Uh, And of course, that person is none other than Matthew Baltzwell, host of Real Estate Journeys and real estate analyst at Boardwalk Wealth based out of Dallas, Texas. In this one, uh, we talk about his journey out of California, giving almost all this stuff away, selling a couple items, um, but really purging and living a minimalist life, uh, and then moving to Berlin, which he ultimately wasn't happy with, which brought him then to Thailand. Uh, He felt like he was opened up to possibilities when he shed all of that stuff, and uh, it was really a freeing experience for him to be open to uh, the next chapter. And we go pretty deep into that world, as well as what it means when you're able to shed thoughts, uh, open up for new ones, and be willing to sort of reinvent yourself and be uh, come someone new every 10 years or so, which he, we go into a quote that uh, he had a guest on his show bring up that I think is pretty impactful and thought provoking too. And we also towards the end talk about passion. I know that this is something that comes up a lot on various shows and on this show for sure. And we talk about, uh, do you need passion to be in what you're doing? Is is it a is it a binary thing? I would argue no, and so would he. Uh, so you want to listen to that. I think if you're at least 51% of the way there, um, then that's a, that's a sign that you should keep going because let's face it, no one is trying to be passionate or can be passionate 100% of the time. Uh, so before we dive into this one, guys, if you get value out of it, which I know you will, please pop over to iTunes, leave me a written rating and review because it really helps helps with uh, the algorithms to get this show out as well as gives me some great feedback on how I'm doing and what I can improve on. If you're down in the show notes uh, where I have all of Matthew's uh, contact information, look at my Calendly link. Let's grab a time uh, on my calendar so we can have a chat so we can uh, get to know one another a little better. I can ask you a few questions about what's working on the podcast, what I should double down on, uh, what I should improve, all of that good stuff, and just generally get to know you so I can make the content content even better. Uh, So guys, thank you so much for listening. Without any further ado, let's go ahead and bring in Matthew Baltzwell. 
Matthew, thank you so much for being on the show today, man. I'm really excited to get you on and I've been excited about this since the first time we talked. Hans, it's my pleasure, buddy. Thank you for having me. Well, dude, we've gone through the intro. You're obviously doing some really cool things with the way you've set your life up and what you're doing with your business and your podcast, but let's, uh, let's back it up and build a little context here. Where did your story begin? So I'm uh, originally from Denver, Colorado, born and raised, went to Colorado State University in, in college. I wanted to be a lawyer. Then halfway through, I decided I didn't want to be a lawyer. Then like another people trying to discover my life and feel like what I want to do. I uh, decided I wanted to be an actor, actually. And so moved out to California and pursued acting for a while. And then, yeah, long story short after that, I basically wound up traveling the world, fell in love, got involved in commercial real estate halfway around the world, having a baby, and going to be returning to the U.S., in 2000 or 2021 bigger stronger better happier more, more fulfilled and uh yeah man life's good well, dude you you were living in one of my favorite cities uh that i've ever traveled to chiang mai and it's interesting like we all like everyone at least on the west coast tends to go to thailand like that's a pretty big destination just for a vacation spot but you went on vacation and stayed and and have built a life like how yeah. did that, well, I, how did I that didn't, go? I didn't actually, I didn't actually go on, I didn't actually go on vacation. See, I left and then my plan was to move to Brazil or not Brazil, sorry, Berlin. And I'm, I'm, I went to Berlin and I got there and I don't know, I've never been to Germany. I had this like thing in my head where I was like, I just, I don't know. I thought it was going to be different in Berlin. And then I got there and I thought, yeah, I don't know if I really want to live it, live here in Berlin. I mean, I got rid of everything. I mean, I got, I mean, I wasn't even selling. I think the only things I sold was my surfboard. I sold my surfboard, my wetsuit, and I gave away everything else. I gave away my golf clubs. I gave away my shirts. I gave away my clothes. I donated my plants. I had people and friends and people saying like, do you want, do you want, uh, do you want some money for this? And I basically had this like cleansing of like minimalism. And I was just like, I don't identify with any of this stuff anymore. And I wanted to get rid of all that. And so there, when I'm in Germany, I'm like, I don't have much to go back to. And I was like, oh my God, like, what am I going to do now? I'm, I moved here and my life is here relatively. Right. And so I've been there for like two months and then I was like, all right, so I guess I'm going to travel. And then from there I left, traveled, wound up in Thailand. And like I said, the rest is history from there. Dude, I actually didn't know that story. I thought you went straight to Thailand and just never left. But that's no, that's no, crazy. no, no. Yeah. So I, I, yeah, I, I moved to Berlin, and I was, uh, I had to jump through hoops. You know, when you're reading this stuff online, and I was like, yeah, I can do this. And then when I got there, I had to, you know, do. Uh, it's weird. I, I can't remember everything the details, but I had to like register to get like a residency. But in order to get yep. a residency, I had to have a job, but I had to be sponsored, but then I got a job, but then I needed the residency and then I had to do all this stuff. And then I'm like, just thinking, you know, doing all this stuff for a, a city that I don't really know if I want to live in. And I had a cool, I had a cool uh, flatmate at the time. His name was Moritz and Moritz was like, Oh, you have not experienced Berlin winters. And it was July. In Berlin. <laughs> yep. it, it, it was July. It was raining. I was wearing a coat. I was wearing pants and it was like, 55 degrees in July. I was just like, you know, coming from California to like, man, uh, 
I don't know about this right now. Like, yep. I don't know if I'm yeah. going to be loving this German life. So I was like, all right, I got to make some decisions here. I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm going to travel. I'm going to travel. I'm going to leave. I'm going to go travel. And so, yeah, then I left and I traveled. And then from there, I wound up in Thailand. Dude, that's crazy. Um, what led you to actually do the minimalism thing and purge all the stuff in the first place? For me, like, let's say, you know, it, it takes honesty, right? So you have to really you know, once, once you become like frustrated with your day of your life or something, and you really want to go to someplace new, whether that's a destination or somewhere in your life or in your relationships, you have to look like really, where do you want to go? And you are not there yet. So what is that? Like, why is that reasoning? And so for myself, you know, I was like looking at all my stuff, right? Like I had this old basketball shirt. It was a seventh grade. I got it in sixth grade it was a air force basketball camp shirt it's kind of cool collars frayed blah mm-hmm. blah 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 right but for some reason i couldn't throw it away and it was like my gym shirt that i wore to the gym once a month and i identified with it and, and it had this like emotional baggage for me like i was like i can't throw this away and you start looking at all these things like even when i was moving i was like oh i don't want to lose my old phone number because that identifies me with Colorado. And, and I was just like, yo, like I have all this stuff, these anchors that mm-hmm. are more like my, my mindset. And if I want to go travel or have like a cleansing of like my soul, I need to get rid of this stuff. And I, what do I really need here? I was like, I don't really need this shirt. I don't really need this number. Like I could, I gave my friend my golf clubs and he was like, do you want these? I was like, what, what, what good are they going to do me sitting in my mother's house in Colorado, uh, knowing that maybe possibly in one of the next five years, I can play golf or you can use them seven or eight times a year. So it's like, dude, and so I, I feel more generous and giving and then, you know, that's more rewarding in itself. And, you know, really like shedding that to become a bigger and better person of what I could possibly be in the future. And I don't know, I think long story short, it kind of did work out for me because I was able to have more clarity, you know, more vision, think about things that you wanted. Because if you want something new, you kind of got to get rid of the old to adapt to the new. Dude, I love, I love what you just said there. You got to shed some of those anchors. And in this case, it was like your physical stuff, the gym shirt, the golf clubs, whatever. Um, but whether it's physical stuff or it's like emotional baggage, like shedding that stuff to open up opportunities or open up space for something new to come in. And then what you just said there a second ago, change, like you have to be willing to change in order to, to progress and to go somewhere new that you've never been before. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty simplistic, right? Like if you think about it, you know, how many times have you been in a relationship or something and it's over and you're like, Oh yeah, it's over. It's over. But in your head, they're like, you're kind of, you're kind of like, you'll see a picture and you're like, like your heart might flutter or you're like, Oh no, it's cool. It's cool. And you're, you're yeah. quite not over it yet. Nope. And then whatever, three, four years goes by, like you see a picture of your old high school sweetheart or something. You're like, Oh yeah, she's a girl I used to date. It's cool. Like you don't feel anything. The, 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 the Richter scales is completely flat. And you're totally. like, I'm completely over this now. Like this is completely cool. But at the time you're like, you're still in it. You're still in it. And so you'd be surprised about how many things, we identify with and not that there's anything wrong with identifying things and you can, uh, you know, get new things. But I think for myself, when I got rid of everything, it, it in a sense, it, it develops a muscle, right? Cause 
you know, love him or hate him, like people will say like about Donald Trump, like you, you can lose all your money and then he got it back again. But the thing about like rich people is you could strip everything away from him, but they have the knowledge and the connections and they know how to get the money back. So like, it's really pointless if they lose the assets because they, nine times out of 10, they can just come back and get it. So for me, it was almost like a pr proving to myself, like, can I shed myself? Can I develop a new identity? And then when you do that, it's like, listen, I've done it once. I can do it again. I've traveled the whole world. I've driven a bike from Vietnam or in Vietnam from Hanoi all the way down to Ho Chi Minh by myself in the backwoods of Vietnam. Like wow. I could conquer the, I could conquer the world. You know, if I can restart in Thailand, I can restart in LA, I can restart in New York. And knowing that I can do that uh, has instilled confidence in, into me knowing that I can take on other things in, in, uh, in my life. Dude, that's, a really, really great perspective on it. And is that what you set out to do when you, when you first did this traveling trip to Berlin and then oh. obviously leaving Berlin? Or was this sort of something that you've come across as a result of your experience? Yeah, so I, I knew I wanted to get, away, get rid of all my stuff and I knew I wanted to kind of uh, have that shedding and that cleansing. I could not have predicted... Uh, the outcome i mean i never thought i was gonna be living in thailand my original goal was to move abroad for one year and that's why i chose berlin um and then i was like okay you know i'm gonna be abroad for a year and i'm gonna kind of figure it out from there and that kind of led into the little bit of traveling falling in love getting married getting involved in commercial real estate and then I mean, I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't have wrote that. Right. Like right. if you would have told me like three years ago, like, okay, you're going to move to Germany. You're going to hate it. And then after that, you're going to go to Thailand and then you're going to get married and you're going to have a house and you're going to kid and then you're going to get involved in real estate. And then you're going to come back to America. It's like, I would have, I honestly, God would have bet my whole life, like 100% my whole life. That would not happen. And it did happen. So, and here you are. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so now I'm, you know, I think, that was, I left June 27th, 2016. So by the time I get back, it'll be around four years. And so I just kind of think I'm excited for the future. You know, Hans, like where, where's five years going to be? Where's 10 years going to be? Where's 20 years going to be? So yeah, I don't know. I'm just really excited about things and where everything's moving. As you should be, man. Well, you, there, there's something in there that like you talked about a few minutes ago, regarding like, can I restart? I think there's so many mm. people is real estate and in entrepreneurship in general or podcast space in general. Like if I put myself out there, if I try something new and I fail, then what, you know, like mm -hmm. you've sort of purposely taken and you know, tried to set yourself up with nothing to see if you could go out mm -hmm. and accomplish and, and create and, and build what you've done definitely not in the way that you had initially set out to do, but you sort of opened yourself up to be able to see opportunities and to try things and to do things. And I think that is something that so many of us are, are, um, are, are we're trying to hold on to what little success we've created because we're comfortable. And yet, yeah. you know, success or achievement comes on the other side of discomfort. Yeah. And it, it's, it's, it's very interesting how, you know, we're creatures of habit, right? And we adapt so quickly and, you know, you, you rest on your laurels and it's, it's important to kind of always be changing and pushing the envelope a little quick or a little bit, you know, because you always think like, 
oh, I'm comfortable at this job. You know, I'm working the nine to five. Can I really do it? And uh, I had a gentleman on my podcast. Uh, his name is uh, Gay Hendricks. He, and he wrote the book called The Big Leap. And he basically said that, uh, you know, if you don't reinvent yourself every 10 years, the universe is going to do that for you. And when he said mm. that to me, I was like, wow, like that's powerful. And it's like, if you're at a job for, you know, you, you look at, especially now, like nobody's working at Apple for 30 years, right? Mm -hmm. People mm -hmm. are making changes in their life. So if you're at a nine to five job and you're thinking like, oh, I want to start a podcast or I want to uh, develop my bakery, you know, odds are in 10 years, if you're at a Fortune 500 company, like they're going to downsize, you might be fired, you might be laid off, economy might take a turn, you might want to move. Uh, all these things. So you are probably doing yourself a disservice of not trying because the way the world's progressing and things are happening, the people that are going to be making the moves and probably the most fulfilled in their own lives are the people that are gaining control, whether that's within your business, your finances, your family, or otherwise you're going to be at the levers and poles of the universe, the world, your job, and you're going to be more reacting as opposed to you know, procreating or not procreating, creating. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> procreating. Yeah. Maybe you're procreating a little bit in there too. Who knows? Um, searching for dude, a word, searching for a word. I'm with you though. That's, that's really fantastic. And I, I do think it is important to constantly sort of be improving and, you know, whether or not that's a wholesale change, like moving to a completely different country or letting go of an ex, like there's, there's varying degrees of that um, that, that are super important if you want to take a step and, and move into a different direction, regardless of what it is you're trying to do. Mm -hmm. For sure. So, you know, you, you set out, um, you were in acting space and then, you know, you were studying to be an attorney and then, you know, none of that has anything to do with what you're doing now per se. So how, mm -hmm. where did the real estate come in? Cause you picked, you started in that industry when you moved yeah. to Thailand as opposed to had a connection and then you're so like, yeah, I'm just going to uh, build a better lifestyle. Yeah. So I was involved in the single family space with my uh, mother. We, I helped manage uh, 10 single family homes back around 2008 and you know, it was a mom and pop operation. We were over leveraged. We had to liquidate a lot of properties. People were not paying their rents. So at the end of the day, my mom just wanted to get rid of everything and downsize and get rid of the portfolio. So, um, while living abroad, I was thinking of my next move. What do I want to do? You know, you have a lot of time to reflect where do I want to live and you got to kind of pick something. Right. And so I thought, man, like I really want to get involved in commercial real estate, but I'm halfway around the world. So how am I even going to like, this is, you know, this is like not even possible right now. So, uh, I started doing my due diligence, doing research, uh, figuring out things and I joined bigger pockets, created a digital meetup, uh, had about 10 or eight to 10 people join, uh, throughout the United States. And in the meantime, I had one lady that she, she didn't join the group, but she became a mentor and she just said, Hey, like, let me know what you're doing. Uh, keep me up to date and just like update me on your status. So two to three months went by and she said, Hey, I really like what you're doing. Uh, let me plug you in with somebody that I know, which was Omar Khan at Boardwalk Wealth, the CEO. And he said, Hey, uh, you know, 
blah, blah, blah. We had a talk. He's like, Hey, could you do one thing for me? I did one thing for him. Did another thing for him two weeks, three weeks, which led to that. And then now I'm working as an analyst and investor relations, uh, living in Chiang Mai, Thailand, and we are acquiring large multifamily properties and are going to be closing on a larger unit, uh, in, I don't want to jinx it, but we'll, it, we will be closing on a deal first week of December ish. So, nice. um, yeah. And it's my first time on the GP side. So, uh, with that as well. So the future's bright. And if you've ever heard this quote, like by Steve Jobs says, you can't connect the dots moving forward. You can connect the dots moving back. And if you're not really out there making it happen for yourself, you're never really going to be able to connect those dots. And like I said, my journey would have, ne I never would have been able to connect any of those dots, but now I can see where those pieces lie and why things worked out for the way they did. And yeah. that's why I'm saying I'm even more excited for the future now because I have even more clarity and more vision. And if I would have had all that old baggage, I wouldn't have been mm -hmm. able to have that. Dude, yeah. And there's so many things that I'm, I'm interested in. One of, one of them is, um, I've heard you talk about on your show and then on a couple other people's shows, the idea of like always bringing something to the table. Um, for sure. When you first started, you joined Bigger Pockets, and for those of you who don't know, I'll link to that in the show notes. It's an online real estate investing forum that is kick-ass. If you want to network with other people, go there. Uh, it's in the show notes. And you get on there, you start this digital meetup. Like you had some experience in the single family portfolio space, but like what value were you trying to bring then? And then how has that evolved for you um, once you met Omar and, and started to do some of these bigger deals? What, what value was I trying to add for the meetup or what value was I trying yeah, to add for? The Cause that's where you started, right? Like you built yeah, yeah, yeah. this digital so, meetup yeah. out of Thailand. So, I, um, so I'll take it back first to the, to the ad, the old adage of add value, right? Like you hear this mentors, podcasts, mm -hmm. uh, add value. And you might be listening to this at your nine to five job. You might be you know, entry level, you might be an executive C-level, whatever. And you're like, what value do I have? I am trying to get into this industry. I'm in this industry or whatever. But everybody has some value to add. And I definitely went through, I guess you could maybe say like imposter syndrome as well. Like I want to get involved in commercial real estate. I live halfway around the world and I want to start a meetup. Like who's even going to take this seriously? But I think once you kind of get that out of your head and are like, listen, maybe there's people that are like me who want to break into the, to the commercial real estate industry. And a lot of people on bigger pockets are in the same boat. Mm -hmm. Now, if you think if there's, we'll say a thousand other Matthew Baltzells that want a cash flowing property in a good area, want to make money, want to have a happy life, like that's everybody, right? So if you mm -hmm. want to stand out, you have to add value. And for myself, I believe that me creating a digital meetup, I was like, Hey, I know people might live 30 minutes outside of, or not 30 minutes, three hours outside of Denver. They might not be able to make it to a meeting, but what if they can basically create, like join an internet meeting in Denver? And then I was like, well, what's the difference if it was in Denver, or I'm in Chiang Mai, like there's really no difference. So I could create a digital meetup and I could be the host and in return, I'll be a thought leader and I can start networking and really learning like this industry before I get back. Mm -hmm. And as a result of that, 
you know, like, let's just say now my 10 is 10 deep, right? I have like eight to 10 people in my thought leadership platform and you leverage that. Hence, like in real estate, you leverage it or in life, you leverage it. Mm -hmm. And I leverage that to get noticed. And then, you know, the, the new, the new currency is attention. And so when you have more attention on you, I leverage that to my relationship with boardwalk. And then now I'm leveraging boardwalk and then I'm leveraging my podcast and that in turn or in sense is where adding value really comes and that kind of lifted all boats. And so when I created the, the meetup, I just wanted to connect people and individuals that were not in bigger markets to have Mm -hmm. them join a digital meetup. And I wanted them Mm -hmm. to, to feel a part of, a meetup and could learn and banter or uh, learn about real estate if they lived outside an MSA of three hours. You know, they could they could feel connected. That totally. was my goal. And there's the value. I mean, that's awesome. Yeah. You know, we've all been, well, maybe not we all, but a lot of us have been to various meetups or conferences or whatever, especially in the real estate space. And you meet someone who's starting out or is newer, or frankly, anyone, there's plenty of experienced people who don't have this nailed down, but you say, okay, so what are you looking for? And then they say, you know, B class area, cash flowing and a good deal. Or they say some version yeah. of that. Yeah. Cash flowing property in a good area. It's like, okay, fantastic. What does that actually mean? Yeah. It's like, I want a hot girlfriend that's rich and takes care of me. You're yeah, like, exactly. Okay. Don't okay. we all? Perfect. Great. Fantastic. Where do they, um, where are they? What bar? Exactly. <laughs> what bar? Um, yeah. But then, you know, what you said earlier about the Steve Jobs quote, like looking backwards and yeah. to connect the dots instead of forwards, like when you don't have, um, you're just starting out, right? And yeah. you're like, I want a good uh-huh. deal. Yeah. Uh, if we're going to use the real estate analogy uh, and you say, I just want a good deal, but you have to get out there and kind of experience and try and like flip a house or buy a okay, rental or something to figure out what a big good deal is as versus like you said, you know, you left the country, okay. you did, you were, you know, you didn't exactly know how you would do it, but looking back, you've sort of connected yeah. this interesting. So trail I, like I think, I think with anything, whether it's real estate in general, you need to get specificity of what you want. Mm -hmm. How do you get specificity and clarity? You have to get your ass up and you have to try. Because if you never try, you're never able to develop, we'll say an investment criteria, or you'll never be able to uh, narrow down your niche. So an example being, if you're like, I want a, a husband who you know, doesn't have any kids. He's this tall. He's, his eyes are like this. He makes this, he likes this, you know, blah, 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 blah. And they've been on one day. Mm-hmm. Right. Or people have been in five, seven different relationships. They've learned a lot. Now like, listen, you know, you've kind of developed this, uh, you know, like stereotypes criteria of like, okay, like he's not really like the last guy, but he's really better in this area. And, oh, he's so sweet here and blah, blah, blah. And so you develop this like criteria that kind of fits you. It doesn't have to necessarily be the perfect mold, right? Mm-hmm. And then you kind of go from there. So it's the same thing with real estate. It's the same thing with your job. You know, if you, or it's the same thing with working out. There's P90X, there's running, jogging, lifting weights, uh, 
I don't even know, right? There's millions of right. rowing, right? Rowing. rowing. There's a million you, different you can things. Row, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like there, there could be inside me, there could be the best rower. I might love it passionately, but I've never done it. I've never right. done it. Right. And I right. could go out there and row like with you, Hans. And one time be like, Oh my God, I've never done this before. And this could be like my next favorite hobby, but I've never done it. So I don't know. Right. But you can sit there and preach and say, you know, do, I don't even know, 10 rows an hour and do this and do that. And you'll get yep. a jacked lean body. And it's like, wow, that's great. And then, you know, I don't know because I haven't done it. So once you do it, I was like, listen, Hans, I hate the river. I hate the water. I didn't realize this. I don't want to wake up early. I don't like the calm waters. I like my walks. And now yeah. I know, right? And so now right. it's like, my thing is walking, right? Your thing might be real estate. But a lot of people, especially now, you get caught up in this, uh, thinking, 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 and there's all this clutter, but you need to have a cleanse and clarity. And if you don't have clarity or a vision for yourself, you need to hit the reset button. And if you're at a nine to five job and you're thinking like, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. Like I, I always tell people, instead of saying like, I cannot like say, I choose not to. Because mm -hmm. as soon as you say, I choose not to, you take back your power. So an example being like, hey, can you make my dinner party? I can't make it. Well, why can't you make it? I have to work. Well, you choose to work. So you become more specific with your actions, and your intentions. Hey, can you make my dinner party? Sorry, I choose not to. It's like, damn, that's blunt. Yeah. All right. Like, at least I appreciate it. Like, oh, maybe how many times do you hear like, oh, can you make my dinner party? Yeah, I might be able to make it. It's like, dude, just tell me yeah. yes or no. Yeah. Like, it's okay. Maybe. Right? Uh, I might be able to pick you up from the airport. Uh, you know, I have some calls. Like, can I let you know Wednesday? Like, yeah, I'll just find some way. Like, I need, I need an answer now. It's Monday. I need yep. to be picked up Friday. Like, I don't want you to call me Thursday and say, oh, hey, I know my maybe. Like, that was my out. But be more specific with your intentions, you know? Like, be a man of action. Be, something, be somebody that says that they're going to do something and do it. And it's those little things. And that's how you like, if you have a cleanse and you learn to rebuild, if you say, yo, you're going to do one thing, do it. And that builds. Like I used to be the guy that would take a piece of trash and if I threw it and it hit the trash lid and it fell, I'd be like, all right, you know, I'll, I'll throw away trash. I'll, I'll grab it. And then next thing, next time I'll put it away. It's like, I start looking at my life and the way you do one thing is the way you do everything. It's like, yep. am I the guy that walks the ball 99% of the way and like drops 1%? It's like, yeah, I don't want to be that guy anymore. Now I walk over, pick it up, put it in the trash. Boom, it's mm -hmm. closed. It's done. Like if somebody wants me to do something, instead of saying like, yeah, I think I can have it done by Friday, be that person that says, consider it done. Don't worry about it. No excuses. You don't even have to say no excuses. Just be like, consider it done. Have it done on Friday. And they're like, wow. Whatever Han says that he does, he does it on Friday. Yep. Han says he's going to pick me up from the airport. He does it. And then I think when you start doing those things and you start building, 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 you become a person and then you start developing your stuff and you're like, listen, I'm not that old person. I'm this new person. I'm not a nine to five because people do reinvent themselves all the time. Their music mm -hmm. careers, look at Madonna, people that have longevity, those people have reinvented themselves. So if you're yeah. a nine to five person and you're listening to this and you don't think you can reinvent yourself, that's complete BS. And it's up to you to take some action to get clarity within your life. And if you're not taking any steps, then you're wasting time and it's just doing yourself a disservice. Completely, man.
dude that that's fantastic. sorry I, I get kind of i get kind of passionate about these things sometimes it's but, no uh, this is exactly yeah. what i was hoping yeah. to, to, I go to like, launch you into people, listen listen <laughs> i'm drinking my coffee it's kicking in here it's 7 44 a.m like do it do it now yeah seriously um there's a, there's a conversation and I, I just had another guy on the show, Logan Freeman, who's out of Kansas city. Do you, have you heard of him? He's been on a few podcasts no. lately. Um, he's a, he's a big time broker, young guy under 30 and, and mm-hmm. uh, specializes in the investment world in Kansas city. But um, mm-hmm. he had a pretty, he and I had a pretty good discussion about passion. And I'm, mm. in a, and one thing that I, I, you know, you are passionate about what you, you know, about this reinventing yourself and being a person of action and all that. Like how important do you feel passion is in a career or in anything relative to, um, you know, follow your passion, the money will come. Like, do you agree with that? And, and is there something in that for, you know, if someone is looking to step out of their business, uh, their nine to five, whatever it is, and into something new, like how important is that passion piece for them to be able to do that? I don't know if you need to have 100% passion. There's got to be some passion there because if you don't have any passion, you are not going to last very long because the days where you have to wake up and record a podcast episode at 3 a.m. or the day that you know your boss calls you about turning in something that you're on the weekend, you know, if you're not passionate about whatever you're trying to get into initially, like you're definitely going to fizzle out. You know, I know people that are involved in real estate and I would say there may be, I'll say if I can measure passion, right? Let's say hundred percent is like, oh my God, full blown mm-hmm. real estate's my life. That's all I talk about. Love it, love it, love it. Like, yo, yeah, you're super passionate. Then I know other people that are like 50, maybe 55% passionate about it. They like the cash flow. They like doing some things about it. They can talk about it, but it's not their, it's not their world. Mm-hmm. Um, is 50% and hundred percent like, are they different? No, but you know, if you, if, if you really think about it, right. In the big scope of things, who, who really has passion, like straight up who really has passion, you know, like you can say, like, Hey, uh, golden state warriors, uh, you know, they, they, they're going to about to win another championship. You know, maybe like one out of five people maybe in like the Bay Area might be like, yeah, oh my God, like I love them. Right. Or like yep, people like yep. super passionate about their kids. But like, who do you know that's like all in 100% passion? And a lot of, to be honest, like a lot of people aren't even 50% passion. Mm-hmm. So I feel like if you can find passion in something, that's a good start. Because if you think, I want to be a blogger. I've never been a blogger. I want to blog about baking cakes. I'm not really passionate about it. I haven't done it. I think I would enjoy it, but I don't really know. It's like, and then you hear people say, well, if you're not super passionate about it, like follow your passion. And if you're trying to transition and recreate yourself every 10 years, it's like, I don't know until I try. So you can start out at 20 or whatever. You can start out at five. You might go to a 10 or might go back to the rowing thing, right? I don't know until I try. That can grow and it can go up and it can go down, right? And these things can, you can be super passionate about it and build up your business within five years and be like, that's not me anymore. 
like, I don't want to be a, a, a club promoter. I want to sell my club and, you know, build playgrounds for my kids. Like yep. people change, people adapt. That's the beauty of being a human. So I think your passion can adjust and you, and you, sh I don't know, for me, I don't like being identified with certain things. Cause as soon as you identify somebody with something, you, it's hard for them to break that mold. And mm -hmm. I definitely do it with myself. I'm like, Oh, like that, and this, and that, and this. And I catch myself and be like, yo, I don't identify with that. Like when I find somebody plays and label on me, I'm like, that's cool. Like you, I don't think that at all. So if you think like to yourself, like don't let somebody else's, uh, I think Wes Brown said, like, don't let somebody else's, uh, views of you become your reality. Like just because mm -hmm. somebody says like, you're poor. It's like, am I poor? Why am I poor? I don't feel poor. And then those people like go on to do bigger and better things. Right. But as soon as right. somebody says like, Oh, you're poor. You're like, Oh, I guess I am poor. Or I guess I am a victim. I am being told this and yep. you won't know your own strategies and you won't be able to develop your own investment criteria. You won't be able to develop your own passion or your own beliefs until you actually try. So I think you'll have that, um, your passion will go in and it'll go out. So get out there, develop a passion. Yes, you do need passion. Initially, it could go up, it could go down. But yeah, I just think it's on a ranging scale. But yes, you do have that passion. Dude, I, I appreciate you, you bringing in the range and the scale because it's not binary. When I was rowing, like there were times when it just sucked and it was like raining and cold and you're on the water or the season's not going well and you lose a bunch of races in a row. And I kept telling myself, like, if I like this 51% of the time, I'm going to keep doing it. And yeah. for whatever reason, I never dipped below 51%. But if I seriously dipped below 51%, I probably would have analyzed and been like, yeah, maybe there's another option here. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, <laughs> and I'm definitely yeah. not passionate about like being cold and wet and like yeah. hurting then, in, a, it, in a stupid little boat that is good for nothing except for going fast. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then, uh, did you, you, uh, you were in the Olympics, right? Correct. Yeah. Okay. And then did you win the medal? I wish. No, we were fourth. Okay. That's what it was. Fourth. Okay. So, um, you know, so y you see somebody else's rowing career. I don't know how long it was, but let's just say it's, let's just say you got the silver, whatever you placed fourth and somebody's initially starting out and they see you and they're like, man, this guy's like rowing and he's got like, oh, he's the third guy in the boat and he's like really good and he's strong and oh man. And then like you're starting out and then they like, might see you and be like, oh, this guy's super passionate. Like he made it this yeah. far. Like he's doing so well. And then you try yeah. me, Matthew Waltz starts his rowing career. I'm like, dude, this is cold. Like how can Hans like being on here? This is stupid. I hate this. And it's so yeah. easy to quit because yep. I think you're some like you know, Greek God who can just row for days, but you're sitting here telling me like, Oh, some days was 60, some days was 51. Yeah. And I don't think people see that. And when they see somebody like, like totally. Gary V, right. They're probably like, oh, Gary yeah. V's like has All five star days and, every day. Yeah. And like Gary V opens the paper and it's like, Oh my God, Gary's going to win the lottery today. And it's like, yo, Gary definitely has some bad days too. Like totally people have bad days. People have bad weeks, bad seasons, bad years, bad quarters question life like all these things are completely normal um but yeah as long as it's above 51 i think you're right like why not keep pursuing it
And I, I, you know, obviously the athlete analogy is, is good in this situation. Cause you're right. A young rower, young athlete can look at someone who's at a professional level and be like, Oh, I could never be like them or, Oh, they must be like this or like that. And either take that as an inspiration or be discouraged by it either way. Like, but we all mm-hmm. started somewhere. And so comparing yourself to someone who's got a 12 year rowing career under their belt, like I had is absurd. Like you would never compare yourself to someone who's 12 years ahead of you in anything um, yeah. and is put in like, you know, tons and tons of hours in their teens and their twenties into something and be like, Oh, well, like they're just really good at this. So, you know, that means I can't be or whatever. Like, like, mm-hmm. yes, you can learn a lot from them and you can take their 12 year experience. That's why people write books and do podcasts and stuff. But like, that's not to say comparing yourself to them and being like, I'm not as far along as them. Therefore I suck or therefore I'm not passionate and I shouldn't do it. Like that is not what you should pull from that at all. I I know you got to, uh, it's early morning for you. It's later afternoon for me. And I want to respect your time because I know you're trying to get to the gym. So uh, in the interest of time, (laughs) I know you really want to get that breakfast. So I'm going to let you go. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you're on a totally different, like I'm thinking about dinner right now. You're thinking about breakfast. But before we before we sign it off, I want to transition into our uh, focus five, which is the same five questions I ask every guest on every show. Are you ready? Yep, let's do it. All right. What book have you gifted most often? One of the, my favorite books to regift is The Alchemist by Paulo Coelho. It's a really good book about a a shepherd, a young shepherd on a journey, and he has to go out on an adventure and seek the world. Uh, it's a really good read. It's about 180 pages, quick, very passionate, or very good. It has a lot of good morals uh, in there to listen to a lot of wisdom. Nice. Uh, if you could get an hour of somebody's time, past or present, live or dead, and ask as many questions as you wanted, who would that person be and why? I would say, like, Jesus. I thought about this because I was like, oh, you know, this person, this person. But man, that guy would have like so much wisdom. Like I'd just be like, yo, come on. Like, give me the, give me the breakdown. Like what happened here? What happened there? And I feel yeah. like that guy, that guy would have like the answers, right? It's like, oh, hey, Michael Jordan. Nah, I don't want to talk to him. Like if I could talk to like Jesus himself, holy cow. Like, like imagine that like a little snap yeah. or like, you know, selfie with Jesus, like the real guy. Like, <laughs> oh, like, that, would, that would be the real deal. Like you would, you'd have so much. You would have so much uh, knowledge. It'd be unbelievable. So yeah, I'd say Jesus. Awesome. Uh, what's one thing you believe that most people would disagree with you on? Oh, uh, I would say that in 10, what are we in 2019? I'd say within 10 years, cryptocurrency will be taking a big uh, portion of the economic sector throughout the world. It'll be, it'll be involved in more people's lives and in more business and more day-to-day transactions. Awesome. Um, I know nothing about that, but I, I will, we'll circle back in 10 years and see how that <laughs> goes. Yeah. Um, give us a glimpse of your morning routine. How do you start your day? Uh, I would say that I, right now, I stagger out of bed between 6 to 6.30 go downstairs, get coffee, wake up, start answering emails, start work, work for two, two and a half hours. And then I go to the gym 
And right now, that's a great, great start to the day for me. Awesome, man. Well, Matthew, this has been awesome. Uh, you've got you've got a lot of stuff about real estate, about uh, investing, and that sort of thing online. Where is the best place that we can connect with you online the most? The best place that you can connect with me is at my website, Matthew Baltzell, www.matthew, M-A-T-T-H-E-W, B as in boy, A-L-T-Z-E-L-L.com. That's where a vast majority of my content is. And you can go there. And if you wanted to send me an email, my email address is on the website. And um, yeah, that's where all my content is. Awesome, man. We'll, we'll link to the URL down in the show notes so you can check him out there. And obviously he has a podcast, uh, Real Estate Journeys, which if you have any interest in real estate whatsoever, you have to check out because not only is it good at content, but it's very entertaining as well. So Matthew, thank you so much uh, for being on the show today, man. Go have, uh, have your workout and start your day and I appreciate you taking some time with us. Appreciate it, brother. Thank you for having me. And that does it for today's show. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Hopefully you got as much from Matthew as I did. If you want to connect with him directly, his URL is in the show notes, matthewboltzell.com, M-A-T-T-H-E-W-B-A-L-T-Z-E-L-L.com. And while you're down in the show notes, you will find my Calendly link. You can take a look for me down there and uh, uh, get its time on my schedule so we can have a quick chat, get to know each other a little better. Uh, I would love to find out what is working on the podcast, what I can do better, what I should double down on, and what I can do to make this content even better for you as the listener. Uh, And if you get value out of it uh, and you like this show or any of the others, if you wouldn't mind going over to iTunes, leaving me a written rating and review really helps me uh, get feedback on what's going well and how I'm doing as well as uh, with the algorithms so that Apple knows to put it in front of more people like yourself. So uh, without any further ado, we'll sign it off. This is Hans Strazina, host of Another Way to Play, and remember to make every chapter better than the last. Thanks for joining in for this episode of Another Way to Play, making the next chapter of your life better than your last. For more insights and inspiration to help you make that personal leap, be sure to engage with Hans on social media and get your questions answered right here on the show. Reach out to Hans at Chief SNAH on Instagram, and we'll catch you on the next episode of Another Way to Play.